5AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis. The case in Canberra, in the ACT, between uh, Brittany Higgins and uh, Bruce Lerman, which has now been abandoned due to a juror's misconduct. What does that mean? Why can't you take in your own research if it helps you find a conclusion? Let's talk with uh, Tony Kerrin from Grope Hamilton Lawyers. Tony, thank you for your time. Yeah, you're welcome, Matthew. So, no what what went wrong here? What, what's wrong with doing that, with taking in your own research? The um, criminal justice system guards very sternly the issue of information to jurors beyond what is received in the courtroom. And the reason for that is common sense in a, in a, in a big way, because all evidence that is received in a courtroom is tested. Tested under cross-examination, uh, it's fair to both parties, Whereas information that is given or obtained outside of that environment um, is not tested and could be completely wrong and may well have an influence that is completely improper and will then derail a trial, a, a trial and that's exactly what happened here. All right. So, so the next step is what? Obviously, a new date has been set. The whole thing has to be redone? It does. Um, even though, I mean, this is a sensational case in terms of media, but it, it's not that uncommon. Uh, mistrials happen not regularly, but they're not uncommon. Yeah. And it's not always due to juror misconduct. But um, it is something the system uh, deals with, and the DPP will now uh, do the trial again in February next year, I think the date is. Alternatively, uh, you may consider that it's not appropriate to proceed. That, that's, and I'm not talking about that case, but those are the decisions that uh, the DPP has to make. Yeah. Why, in general sense, not about this case specifically, why wouldn't they proceed? Why wouldn't they run it again? What, what reasons would they have? I mean, they'd obviously review it, wouldn't they? Well, uh, a good example of that in recent years is the Keogh matter, where oh, yeah. um, that trial was not proceeded with after an acquittal, mm. uh, and that was an option open to the State of South Australia and the DPP. Uh, there are numerous reasons why that might be so, and in that case, of course, Mr Keogh had served uh, many years in jail. Mm. Um, and um, there's no one singular reason that, that I could tell you, but there are. It, it really depends on the facts of each and every matter. Yeah. So I guess they'd look at it all, and in you know, not not to be specific here, but they would look at how it ran and where it was heading. On that point, five days deliberation is is that unusual? Does that? There was a report out during the week that said, in regards to this case, just but again talking generally, it said that the longer a jury takes, the more likely it is they'll acquit. Now we'll never know what would have happened here, obviously, but is that in a general sense correct? Um, that's one of the myths. The other day, that when a jury comes back in you know, 20 minutes or half an hour, they're also going to acquit. So right. it just depends on your perspective and your years of experience. Um, I think a jury staying out a long time does mean they're really considering uh, what they're doing, mm. which is a good sign yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Um, and I don't think you can make a, a rule to say that if they're out for a week, well, that means you're going to get acquitted. I, I don't think that necessarily follows, particularly in the, in the era of... Um, particularly in South Australia, for majority verdicts. Mm. I had a caller just a little while ago saying that where where they get stuck like this, should it not come down to majority of the jury? That uh, And here in the ACT, I don't know if it's their law specifically, or uh, and I assume it must be, that it must be a unanimous result. But if they're stuck, why, why can't they go, you know, 7-5 or whatever? The uh, Canberra and federal jurisdiction or federal crimes uh-huh. are stuck with the uh, unanimous verdict due to the... Uh, provisions of the Constitution. Oh. States in South Australia are able to uh, enact 
laws to modify that rule. And indeed, I heard today uh, that uh, the it was 1929 when you could first have uh, uh, majority verdicts in South Australia, and we were well ahead of many other states. Mm. Some are far more recent, and it can vary from 10-2 in South Australia to 11-1 in some eastern states. So the idea of a uh, majority verdict, I suspect, um, because of cost and time, uh, has been a factor in the issue for some time. However, there's another school of thought which says that if you don't get all 12 on side, uh, how can you say it's beyond reasonable doubt? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm a bit of a fan of the unanimous verdict, but uh, that's not the law in South Australia. Yeah, I, I guess you know, no matter which way it goes, depends what side you're on. You'd welcome it, whether it's unanimous or whatever it is. Absolutely, and uh, but you do have to think about what we're doing here. These are very serious matters, uh, and the judge obviously made the right decision, um, given that that evidence would have been inadmissible probably mm. if it had been tried to be entered into the courtroom, and and the law guards those. Um, uh, those gateways to allow evidence in because some of it is hugely prejudicial while not being very probative or, you know, being capable of proving anything. It's yeah. just uh, quite often uh, emotive or whatever. So those rules have been designed to avoid that. I think in this case it was a, although we shouldn't probably talk about it, but it was some scientific uh, yeah. uh, article, yeah. which is a different thing again. Uh, and, I've, you know, the, the juror was probably interested in trying to find things out, but uh, he went too far. Could could they face uh, action themselves? Uh, potentially, but I think it's unlikely. I don't know of too many in SA where that's occurred in, in my lifetime. Um, usually it's done through earnestness and, uh, uh, and a mistake rather than some deliberate uh, attempt to uh, um, you know, inform themselves beyond what they hear in the court. And, and you've got to remember that the judges and courts continually uh, warn uh, jurors not to listen to anything outside of what they hear in the courtroom. It's yeah. uh, it's uh, sort of like a criminal trial direction 101, and um, it needs it's given, I would say, in every case, and not just once. So in this case, someone's made an error, and uh, whilst it's up to the authorities, uh, I don't think you'll often find a prosecution. Mm. You'll find a quite uh, embarrassed and uh, um, juror, no doubt, but um, that follows the course. Yeah. Uh, what's your gut feel here? And I'll be specific this time, Tony, about this case. I mean, you've been around a long time. Do you think the DPP will, will bring it back or is it likely to uh, to just end? I don't know enough about yeah. um, the matter to say um, categorically. What mm. I would say is that, in my experience, the DPP will always try again. I okay. once had um, another matter that... Uh, had a hung jury once, hung jury twice, really? and then a third trial. Yeah, wow. and can't remember what the verdict was now, but there was a third trial on the same matter. And um, yeah, so the the DPP follows its course, does what its office is required to do, mm-hmm. doesn't lightly withdraw matters if it's withdrawn or not proceeded with. You know, it's done for a good reason. Yeah, I suppose too, as you say, this happens a lot, but we're all. Um sort of sucked into the sensational side of it. It's been major news for quite some time, as we know. And uh, do, you, do you suspect or think that where it's at today, and obviously the, uh, the, the defence there referring matters now, speech made outside Parliament to the yeah, AFP, sure. etc. Yeah. Um, do you think it might be hard to find an impartial jury moving forward? Um. Well, there are options, and it's usually the defence option. It's not a prosecution call to have a trial by judge alone yeah. if it proceeds. And they could be forced in that position strategically, I guess. Mm. Um, if, if 
case that's proceeded with. Um, but those are matters that you won't know until a later date, and um, and the prosecution will. I think they'll just probably proceed, yeah. but I don't know enough no. about it. And and the effects of whatever was said outside of court today, you can imagine after after sitting in a courtroom for as long as she had, mm. she'd be most distressed about uh, what had happened. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, there it is. All right. Tony, really appreciate your time tonight shedding some light on that. Thank you so much. No, you're welcome. Anytime. Thank you. Tony Kerrin there, Grope Hamilton Lawyers, on uh, where the Higgins trial is at today, or where it isn't at because it's over for, for now. Uh, likely to go back before court February 20 next year, and they start again. 5AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis.